Okay, let's go to RTF South. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, now we can hear you. Oh, testing. Hello. Okay, yeah. Yes, yes. I am pro I'm in, in an undisclosed Latin American country right now. <laughs> um, you, uh, you have a, a prefab coffee in your hand when you went out this morning to get that. Were they celebrating Our Lady of Guadalupe? Oh, yes. Actually, so the, the, they don't call it winter break where I am right now. They call it Guadalupe Reyes. And Guadalupe Reyes means it starts on Our, Our Lady Guadalupe Feast Day, and it goes to the Three Kings, okay. to, to January 6th. And so even within the language, within the calendar here is Catholic. Now, that's an amazing thing. So uh, he's obviously south of the border. And again, an undisclosed. You can play like you're Mark Levin, but with talent and class. And that you're in, under, in, in an undisclosed. <laughs> you're in an undisclosed bunker somewhere south of the border. Today being the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, you played a Fauci's clip yesterday on Paratalk, and I heard you talking about it. Uh, I pretty much just kind of, uh, I might have added a, a one little curve or nuance to what Fauci said um uh, but this is pretty much the position of all of, of almost all of our public catholic leaders today the church yeah. doesn't need me i don't need it what we need is more science right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean well uh if you are a naturalist or uh, and you're not a supernaturalist and you don't think that there's anything actually being confected in the sacraments, let alone that there is grace or that there is damnation. I mean, look, if you just take the Robert Barron approach that everyone's getting saved no matter what, so why the hell do any of it, you know? Um, then then I can I can totally see his point of view. And that's 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 the stunning um, I, I don't know, the 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 uh, profound victory of the Freemasons to have convinced everybody that Religion is superfluous, and that's all kind of the same. And you just pick one that that suits your your um, country club lifestyle. And um, the fact that Fauci, though, I mean, listen to the listen to the the, uh, the details of the clip. I'm conf he says I'm baptized. I was confirmed. I was married in the church. My I baptized my children. Uh, but uh, the faith, I just uh, you know the organizational thing. It's almost like they're talking about no, I don't shop at Walmart anymore. Right, right, yeah. Like, like he's he, uh, and I get the same sense from from people as well who are like, well, I needed it for a certain phase in my life, but now I don't need it anymore because I have changed. I have evolved and become this this magnanimous person. And you know, you only need rules when you're a toddler. And now that I'm not a toddler anymore, and I don't need the rules, I make my own rules up. Uh, and those of us that are, that are striving for humility and trying to pass through the eye of that little tiny eye of the needle <laughs> to yeah. get into the little opening that is, that is at the gate, uh, trying to practice a single humility. So I never say, no, I don't think I need that. Oh, Father, you think I need that? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and take it. <laughs> right. And I, I, I'm not going to worry about what my prideful mind is saying. I, you don't need that. You don't need that. Uh, it just, it, 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 it's a never any disappointment here that almost every person in public life, whether it's in the United States or whether it's in France or it's in England or in, in Spain or anywhere, Austria, Hungary, name it. Almost every person to a man or to a woman is that person first and then a Catholic somewhere down the line. Yep. 
That's a tragic, and this is the, that's the exact opposite. That's a, so. What do you want a theocracy? Yes, because exactly, we want a theocracy. By the way, <laughs> theocracies only occur uh, under Sharia law and under tyrannical uh, religious regimes like that. Okay, um, but you want someone that would say, "No, I, I, I am a good practicing Catholic." That makes me a better person to lead you. It, 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 being the Catholic first makes you a better person, doesn't it, Mike? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, what, what's what's the purpose of a just society or a good society? A, a society in which it is uh, it, that helps you to be good and a just person. You know, that's the whole reason why we even form societies is to enshrine into our public discourse and our mores and our um, culture uh, those things that we value. But in the absence of having the b- being unified by religion, we're unified by what? Sports ball? I mean, we're unified by leisure. We're unified by usury. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's really it's not a surprise in a multicultural, you know, postmodern, postliberal uh, world order that we live in where, um, you know, you're not allowed to be proud of your ethnicity. You're not allowed to be proud of your bloodline or, or, your, or your people, people who look like you. You're not allowed to associate with them and prefer that, you know. So it's really just not a surprise that in no, there's no linguistic bonds. There's no um, religious bonds. So the only thing that what we fall back on are economic bonds. We have economic ties, and then we have McDonald's diplomacy. And- <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> diplomacy. <laughs> what, do, you, do, you, do you get your Monopoly game card and you're yeah. like, hey, today, today you will have detente for seven days. Well, you know, they say they, 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 they say with such gusto, these neocons, these Nikki Haley types, a nation with a McDonald's that it has never attacked the United States. You know, and so what we need is more laissez-faire capitalism. What we need is just more usury. And if we can just entrap the whole world in the World Bank, then uh, we can control them that way. We don't have to use military might. Okay, with Mike Parrott of Restoring the Faith Media and host of Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel, and one of us as well. Okay, I want to get to the hard question first. Uh, here, you've already tweeted about it, so uh, you're you're already out there uh, uh, talking about this. And I have several messages from several people going, "Okay, what are you going to do about this?" All right, here's what I'm going to do. I said this earlier. We're going to talk a little bit about Father Jackson, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about what happened here. The presumption of innocence until proven guilty is is what we were defending um where we impassionate in in his defense well yes i mean we did go to the well for him saying that well how do they know the circumstances of the investigation still to me stink uh, that how did they you know that how did this uh, uh, how did they identify this one particular ip address and some of the other things so did we make a presumption until innocent uh, case and make our own cases if you will or just or uh justification for why we thought uh, uh or at least some of the reasons why he should have been innocent until proven guilty yeah mm-hmm. i guess i'm guilty of that um uh, but still i was operating on good faith and Father Jackson did not come out and tell me or any of us that, no, I, uh, I actually did this and you shouldn't defend me uh, for it. Had yeah. he done that, none of this would have happened. But because he didn't, so there's an injustice going on there. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. How are you treating this? What did you mean when you said if there was a, 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 the right kind of justice in this world, then certain things would happen, but because there isn't, they're not. What did you mean by that? Can you explain to our listeners who might have read that? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, look, I mean, as it turns out, um, and this shouldn't be a huge surprise to everybody because I think both you and I took the fair approach of like, he may be guilty. I don't think he is, but he may be. I've never met him. I, uh, I have no, I have no connection to him whatsoever. I've never spoken to his family. I've never written him a letter. Um, I, I just agree with what, what you said that the circumstances around the arrest really stink. Uh, it didn't see, you know, it the timing of it kind of stinked. Um, everything about it just, just had some red flags and it was worth, uh, our, all of our collective time to take a second look at it. But even from the beginning, I said, we may not know father Jackson the way we think we do, you know? Um, in a just society, a, a pervert like him would be millstoned. I mean, in Millstonia, we would just, you know, we would fashion a Father Jackson-shaped millstone, tie it around his neck, and cast his dumb ass into the ocean. I mean, he that's what he deserves now. He deserves to be despised. It, to whatever degree he was loved and lauded and cherished by the, our, our community, he now deserves that level of opprobrium. Because if we don't do that, if we don't behave that way, if we don't shame that type of behavior, um, then, then then we're not we're not doing just we're not serving justice, and there's no deterrent effect to other would be perverts out there as well. So we really have to separate ourselves from this man, and um, it's unfortunate that in our injustice system, uh, which which falsely accuses so many people, in this case they they correctly accused him, and he's only going to get five years, five years. I mean, he should in my in my in my worldview, he should be executed publicly. But uh, and, and I would tell him this to his face. I would tell his sister. I would tell his family. I, I've, I've, in fact, I'm going to say this later on on the on uh, Paratalk today. OK, so uh, for those of you that uh, may be coming late to this, uh, you may be wondering what the big deal is. Well, Mike raised money for Father Jackson's legal defense. Now, you have to remember that he entered a not guilty plea. Okay, the plea he entered was not guilty. He entered a not guilty plea. Mike retained a private investigator and people to look at the circumstances of the complaint. How did the feds get it? Look at the laptop, examine the hard drives, do some forensic processing and all that. You don't. Re do you regret any of this? Um. So the three pillars of justice that I think we are 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 um, immovable. Um, and, and any serious system of justice has to have these things. Presumption of, of innocence, you're okay. innocent of being guilty, like right. you said. Number two, the right to remain silent and that your silence cannot be impugned against you or, or used to imply guilt in any, in any way. This is how they got uh, St. Thomas More. They used his silence against him. Okay. Number three is that every man has the right to the most vigorous legal defense that he can muster. This is where I think things could have been done differently because I, again, I not knowing father Jackson, but only going off of the sworn testimony of those who were close to him, including Cunningham at, at, at Fidelium, who says he's my priest for five years. There ain't no way he ever done this. So I'm going off of what people are telling me who know him, who camp with him, who uh, dig ditches with him, who go um, and spent a lot of time with this man and say, he never could have done this. Priests of the fraternity called me and said, he never could have done this. Please do the fundraiser. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if, if the entire village rises up and says, this is a lie and we have an unjust government, okay, then we should defend this man. But it turns out that Father Jackson is rich. I mean, he like has this huge inheritance, this huge family trust. Uh, one of the assets in the family trust is a multi-million dollar estate in Vail, Vail, Colorado. So 
he could have provided his own vigorous legal defense without the help of basically the Catholic community. And, and I think that is part of the more despicable part of this is that he ended up taking the money. He accepted it. Calcogni, his attorney was paid in full by yours. Truly Uh, $85,000 goes to John Calcogni, the third, when all Jackson had to do was call his sister and she would have written the check out of her checking account uh, to pay for the legal defense. So that part of it, while I still believe that all men should muster the, the, you know, the most rigorous legal defense that they can muster, this man is quite capable of doing that without our help. So the deceit, not only about being a closet pederast, but um, uh, of accepting charity from people that may not have, may have had difficulty in raising it when he could have raised his own defense um, that just makes the deceit even worse. It does. I mean, and you know, you're, you're, you probably have said this a, a, a thousand times. Uh, Abe Lincoln's famous phrase, you can deceive all people some of the time or some of the people all the time, but not everybody all the time. Well, right. this man seemed to have been able to deceive all people all the time. I mean, literally, you know, I, I spent $55,000 investigating his life going as far back as possible flying investigators across the country from state to state interviewing witnesses going on the record with people in 67 years of life this man never left one victim behind never left a bad taste in anybody's mouth nobody had anything bad to say about him if i were the sole investigator i would have exonerated father jackson Mm. i would have said there is no evidence whatsoever uh that he has done any of these despicable crimes um even his brother priests were like here take the hard drives at one point that was before church militants sort of intervened um but there wouldn't have been any evidence on the on the parish hard drives in denver or whatever there wouldn't have been any evidence because he never did it on those computers so um i think what is so spectacular and uh, about this whole case is that this is way worse than a karapi. This is way worse than any, you know, than any other spectacular rise and fall that you have seen because this has been going on for who knows how long and so many hearts were broken. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this on the show later. I'm glad my heart wasn't broken because I wasn't emotionally invested in it, you know, to, to any extent. And yeah, I went through some hardships and whatever, and I had to change careers and I had a lawsuit and I, I owe all this money to my attorneys and, and that kind of stinks. All right. So I've been through the ringer. I don't want to downplay what I've been through, but some of the people out there, King dude, some of, some of the people in your audience are heartbroken by this right. in a way, in a, in a deep way. I mean, cause they idolize this man and they just, and and even still, I got a message this morning from someone at his old parish who says that there are still to this day, today, people who claim that he's a victim soul and that he's admitting to a crime he didn't do and that he's innocent and and that he's 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 praying for all of us. They just refuse to accept reality now. Well, um, to the point about the about the heartbreak. And uh, uh, about how people now feel about this after after kind of learning. Now, all of this is a, is a result of a single spaced on legal n- notepad paper that Father Jackson wrote to his superior at the FSSP on the 11th of August of this year. Um, so, out of his charity, he could have told you and others on August. Look, I wrote a letter. 
you're going to find out that it's all ba that, that I lied and that I confess to my superior that I am guilty of these sins. Mm -hmm. um, now, he's not very he's not specific about the sins that he's guilty of, other than that he was abused when he was a 10-year-old boy and that he has had a lifelong uh, obsession with this. Um, he, but he could have committed that act, of, uh, that act of charity by informing you and others four months ago yeah. that, look, this is what's going to happen. And it's not going to be good. I'm sorry. I apologize. because Was there a line in there about him apologizing to all the people that he hurt or just to the, to the, to the children uh, uh, and the families? I think he I think he apologized to everybody, okay. to all, all the people. Yeah. OK, well, why did the fraternity keep that letter? Was yeah, I, I mean, well, that, that's a good question. I mean, here we are and it's it's the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. We're, we're, we're a breath away from Christmas and over the summer. Multiple people from the FSSP have known that he was guilty and and someone finally decided to leak it to the pillar. Six months later, I mean, come on, this is this is BS. Who runs the pillar? The pillar is run by two canon lawyers. One of them is named JD Flynn. Uh, I, I forget the other guy's I name. Know JD, I know of JD Flynn. Yeah, and he's no friend of ours. He's no friend of tradition. He doesn't agree with us. He thinks we're all quacks. Um, but I thought his treatment here was pretty fair, and his reporting is pretty good. Okay, so for the, uh, I wanted to ask you a question about E. Michael Jones because people tuned in. I thought you guys were going to talk about Tucker. We are, we are. But I just have to ask one more question because, um, yeah. th and this is why you will hear me say this on this radio show on the Crusade Channel. This is not a Catholic radio station. It never, as long as I am alive, that will. If anyone says that, I will make them formally retract it, and have it notarized. <laughs> this is the best radio station in the world, and it's mostly Catholics on it. Yes. And we are Catholics first. So do we talk about things that are Catholic? Yes. We act all Catholic-y -E and stuff? Yes. I never pretend, and I never would, to pronounce or say anything on behalf of the church. She can do it on her own. She's been doing it for two days. Does it need me? And I don't want to inject myself. Do I have my opinions? Does he have his? Yes. And we are free to express them, but we're not Catholic radio. There's a lot of people out there that are Catholic YouTube and Catholic Twitter now. Sure. Um, as a matter of fact, I put the number into thousands right now. Uh, a year ago, there were probably three, 4,000. Now there's been winnowed down to 1,000, but they're still out there. Um, I don't know where I would put E. Michael Jones because he's an author and a scholar in that number. But mm -hmm. the, the things that I was reading from him yesterday... Um, it doesn't sound like he thinks that we, the, the people that are practicers of sacred tradition and defenders of, of, of sacred tradition, that we, it seemed to me, if I read correctly, that, that we have a bit of a screw loose. Yeah, I mean, look. And I was surprised. I've interviewed him a half a dozen times. I never got that from him verbally. No, I mean, I I got something like that from him one time towards the end of our second interview where he basically says that the Latin mass is a fad and that the fad is going to go away and and people just need to wake up and kind of get on board. Nowadays, he yeah, so is, is the summa. What a fad. Yeah, right. And <laughs> exactly. Nowadays, he's repeating the old uh, sort of Michael Voris line, which is that the Latin mass is an idol. And we have made an idol of the Latin mass. And therefore, like we've 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 gone even beyond just the the the, the immaturity, let's say, of, of having a fad to sort of, you know, uh, breaking the first commandment. 
um, and and creating an idol out of uh, out of a liturgy that uh, really just deserves to go away. And in that regard, I think he's moving a little bit more towards the you know sort of like the Wilton Gregory crowd that says that tradition has to die a bloody death, uh, which is what Gregory just said. Uh, I don't know three days ago. Sure did. And so uh, I, it's a weird thing now. I mean, Jones is so good on so many issues, sure especially is. especially his one hobby horse that he just loves to get on. Right. Um, but besides that, you're talking about the banking class. Yes. Uh, but but besides that, <laughs> right. Um, besides that, King, dude, I mean, he really does not have any any um, sympathy for the traditional Latin mass community. And he and he doesn't hesitate to sort of wield the same sword that J.D. Flynn will wield and that Michael Voris will wield, which is to say, ha ha, neener, neener. You guys had a pervert uh, TLM priest. See, they're just as bad in the in the TLM. You're not inoculated from sin. And to which I you and I would say, you're right. You're right. No, the, the, the human condition is that we are fallen creatures. You know, we, we all have we all have original sin. We all have concupiscence. We all have darkening of the reason. And we're all tempted by very, very wicked things at all times. You know, the question is, which which religion is going to help me to overcome those temptations? Is it the, is it the age of the Aquarius or is it the perennial religion? <laughs> the age of the Aquarius. <laughs> well, there's an article in Crisis Magazine today that pretty much says that, uh, let me see, I have it here. They, uh, it's about the, um, and of course, it's, at the, it's going to be at the bottom of the pile. Here it is. What attracts homosexuals to the priesthood? This is by a guy that does not want to be named. He said, I don't want my name published because I don't want him coming after me. Mm-hmm. So he published So Eric Sammons knows who it is. So I guess, you know, <laughs> if you know Eric Sammons, you can find out who it is. Uh, under the pen name Francis Magister, when, when Maggie reads the name to me, I go like, oh, Francis the teacher, Francis Magister. Okay. And I go like, that's not a real name. And she goes, no, it says at the end of the article, it's not a real name. He comes to the conclusion, he's like, well, there is the cult of personality and the Novus Ordo, where you face the people, you're a rock star in a smock, yeah. basically, yeah. and uh, all the adulation comes your way. There's just something that I have heard people write about this and have talked about this, and I tend to agree that, and uh, I think that this does run deep in uh, in uh, sacred tradition circles, and that is that we uh, th- there is this cult of clerical celebrity. I won't deny it. There are like, have you ever heard some father such and such? He's da, 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 da. now temper that with you should love your priest, mm-hmm. but you should also understand that your you know your priest is a man. The priest is is is, is a man who has consecrated hands and you don't. And has training and specific things that he can do and you can't. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, he is a man. Some of them become saints. Uh, there's a lot more of them who are paving the lowest level of hell with their skulls. Uh, but I do think that there is this dangerous thing um, with this cult of celebrity uh, with, with, with the priest and with, and with the clergy. And uh, this might have uh, more to do with sort of this... Uh, this clericalism that came after, I don't want to get too deep into weeds here because we've got a lot of people listening that aren't Catholics that probably find this boring as hell. Um, <laughs> but after the First Vatican Council, kind of they, this, this, this cult of celebrity of priests kind of rose. 
Um, and I think that that's where we're at today. And maybe some of that is explainable by human nature. Yeah. We want to be on the winning team. You don't tell me you want to be on the lose. No one wants to be on Rudy's sideline losing Sunday after every Sunday. No one wants to be 1 and 11 in a, in a football or a basketball game team when you can be 11 and 1. Don't lie. It's human nature. You want to win. You want to exceed. You want to excel. And in the same way, you know, you want to say, well, I associate with good people. My priest is good. He has a great personality. He says great things. He he helps me in, in my religious life. Father, Father, any boom bot or whatever that may be um, but uh, has it, it, is, it, it has has that gone too far well I, I think you're right that it is human nature we need we want um, we want heroes and we have an we have an instinctive urge to to rally around a hero mm-hmm. and as you be as you become more and more Catholic and more traditional and you start to see oh our you know Ronald Reagan really isn't my hero um, you know, uh, football star X, you know, even Harrison Bucker, who's a personal friend is not my hero. Um, you know, so you start to say like, okay, well I need a hero. And I think subconsciously or unconsciously we rally behind these men and father such and such. Let me just tell you the most famous father such and such that everybody quotes that everybody listens to sent me a voice note uh, last night saying, I guess we didn't know him. I knew him for 30 years and I never would have guessed this. 30 years. The only thing we could do now is pray for him. I, f- th- th- Father such and such didn't even know. Right. He was deceived, right? So you get to the point where, um, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I mean, the clericalism really is a problem. And I think that we we do ourselves a disservice when we presume when we just presume the sinlessness of the guy simply because he says the Latin Mass. The Latin Mass was the Mass of all times. That's right. And for for, for two thousand years, when we had all kinds of perverts. I mean, there's always been perverts, and they've always gone to the Latin Mass. You know, so it's not an inoculation anymore in in these days when it's when we have the two expressions of the Roman right, so called, or whatever right. that that means. Um, so it just it does get confusing, and and. This happens in Protestantism. This happens in evangelicalism. Oh, oh, hell yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. It happens a lot. We're going to run out of time, so I want to move on uh, quickly here. There's something else that, uh, just on on this regard, and you said it yesterday, if I were you, I I think I might hit this again on on a future show. You are the priest of your house. Father Benny Boombats is not. Father Benny Moombach tells your wife to go, but you need to tell him to do something. No, 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 no. Mrs. RTF is right. I am not going to tell him anything. He's going to tell me, and I'm going to listen. Mm -hmm. This is another problem with Susan from the parish council types that think that, you know, the women need to have a voice and they want to be saying things. Uh, I think all of this is together. Uh, You talked about that yesterday. You can catch that on Paratalk's uh, rebroadcast on crusadechannel.com. If you're not a member, you can go become a member today for free for an entire year. You're you're upset because Tucker wants to charge you $9 a month if you pay by the month or $6 a month by the year? You can come to the Crusade Channel. We'll give it to you for your first year free. Don't cost nothing. 
Nothing. Zero point zero. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash manly. You'll see the um, forward slash Mary. You'll see the details for the contest. And you must be a Founders Pass member to win up to $5,000 in prizes there. Uh, it's a great little radio contest. But you can get your Founders Pass membership on that page by clicking that button and using that code for 0.0 for this year. Go take advantage of that. Again, crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary. So... The big honeymoon is now on. Tucker Carlson Media. Yes. Uh, Now, on the one hand, I'm like, welcome aboard, bro. Come on in, man. The water's warm. The other hand, I go like, you're going to find out now. They loved you when you were free. Oh, you got 70 million views and worst watch show ever. Now that you're going behind with some stuff behind a paywall, how long will this honeymoon uh, last, and how, how for how long will people start going? He's got enough money to do that. He just, da, 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 da. Uh, do you think there's a good grace period here, or uh, <laughs> or is the honeymoon already over? I don't know. You know, when you especially when you ask Americans to pay for things, uh, attitudes can change pr- on a dime, and we our our our, uh, t- our tempers are sh- are shorter. I think now than ever, um, the instant gratification culture where we're accustomed to everything being free. I just don't think a lot of people are going to pay Tucker for, for his content. You know what I mean? I, and I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just not going to, I think he's good and I'll watch the free stuff, but it's, I, I'm, I'm the guy I'm, I'm like, I'm like the guy that you're probably, you're like, Oh, come on, Mike, not you too. I'm not going to pay $9 to, to watch uh, Tucker interview, you know, some, some world leader. Uh, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, Chris Rock, exactly. Well, no, Kid, Kid Rock with the uh, America F, yeah, baseball cap on. I'm like, come on, man. You could have asked him to take his sunglasses off and turn the cap around backwards. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was a little, uh, okay, that's a little test for the audience right there. Uh, even says, he even says, I don't have a lot of content. And I need to build up a lot of content. I mean, he said that on Megyn Kelly's show. It was interesting that he that he ca- kind of came out on Megyn Kelly's show too. I mean, those because those two were were colleagues together at Fox News. And remember how powerful Megyn Kelly was. I mean, do you remember? I mean, King dude, you remember the night where she walked the camera around to the back room where they were counting the votes in Ohio, and Romney was going to still win, and she was holding out hope, and and um, and Fox News wouldn't call the election, and Megyn Kelly was the most powerful woman on planet Earth that night, and now she's. Like like a nobody <laughs> and tucker i think uh, very strategically announced his thing on her show i think he wants to bring her along with him well she is currently locked up with those people at sirius xm and let me tell you uh they write contracts that are and have iron fortresses built around them good luck with that <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, you and, would know. And, oh yes, I would know, and uh, I, I, I will tell you that it's not easy. It's not easy getting out of any of those contracts that any of them write. But those lawyers, mm-hmm. those banker lawyers at SiriusXM, bro, they write contracts, and then they get welders to come in, and they weld little little fortresses and boxes around them. And there's not any. Mm-hmm. There's no wiggle room. There's no getting out of it. Uh, so maybe he just needed the clicks or the views. What? Which I don't know why, because he could get 60 million views when, when he interviews Alex Jones. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the content, because he said I we had a library yeah. at Fox, and we lost it all when we left here. Now, this is a teachable moment for all of you. Mm-hmm. What has Mike Church been telling you guys the last three years? You must own the means of production. 
You must. This is not an option. If you want to fight the enemy, you have to own the means of production. If you work for the man, then the man is going to control you. He's going to manipulate and control you, and your tools are not going to be yours. And, and, and the fact that he that, that that he lost his library that means he lost all the interviews. Yeah. That means they lost all the due diligence that they put into those interviews. That means they lost all of the corroborating sound bites and all that. Uh, that is a significant body of work. And he says he's going to build it up again. I don't know that you can do that uh, willy nilly like that. No, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you you of all people know how difficult it is to accrue a library of content. And, you know, here's here. This is the sad. The reality is, is that Tucker, as as famous as he was and how he he almost single handedly carried uh, Fox News forward uh, in, in the, after the demise of Bill O'Reilly and, and all of that, uh, Tucker was a, a, a hired gun. He was a paid employee. He exchanged his labor for dollars and that's it. He walked away with owning nothing. And that is the capitalist system under which we all labor. And what you are proposing, uh, the owning the means of production, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, as widely as possible, people should own productive assets. Um, that's, that's Catholic economics, but that's not American economics. Nope. And Tucker still hasn't woken up to that fact. He's still a libertarian and a laissez-faire free market person. And he said, I mean, even though he is a victim of the system that he is, uh, that is, is still defending, it's, it's, it's remarkable to me that he still is, a, a, a slumbering um, in that post enlightenment, you know, philosophy uh, where he uh, he thinks John Locke is the greatest guy ever, you know, and and I, he'll he'll build a big audience that way, Mike. I think because a lot of Americans just want to be told that America is great, yep. and and he does that that sufficiently well. Um, but if he, I think, I think eventually he's got to reach a point of crisis where he just realizes like, Hey, you know, there are structural problems with the constitution and maybe this isn't the best thing, but if it, but if he didn't wake up in his personal life, it's, I, I who knows? I mean, what's it going to take? Well, uh, uh, to, to be fair to him and, and, and uh, to, to his credit on a show or two, he has, this, this, this has happened, he did question payday loans. And mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, say it. I, I was Sam Kennison. I'm going, say it, say it, say it. Right. <clears throat> but he couldn't say usury. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he, wouldn't he wouldn't use the U word. He wouldn't say usury. And so because he wouldn't say usury, he, uh, he, he couldn't get there. You can't, like you just said, you can't get there from point A to point B. I, I, I was making notes as you, were, as you were talking. So this is what I wish to communicate to all of you going like, I don't want to hear you talk about Okay, this is what I wish to communicate to you. What he just said, what Mike Perry just said. Under a guild Catholic system, which is preferable to the one that we have today, by spades. You have no, because we can't go back in the King Dude's Wayback Machine and see it. No one can go back and touch it. We don't have an idea of how good it was. Well, we don't need to, because all you have to do is go to the steps of Notre Dame de Paris. All you have to do is go to the steps of the Winchester Cathedral. Go to St. Paul's. Go to any of the uh, Saint, um, uh, any, any of the, uh, the Salzburg Cathedral, if you ever go to Austria. Go anywhere where Christendom was and where the buildings are still prized and cherished, cherished the guild system built those buildings. 
Mm-hmm. That's what built it. So my question and my message to someone like Tucker would be this. Look, bro, number one, you got to convert. Number two, <laughs> it's not in the quantity of what you can produce and how many people are going to consume it. Under a system where I am not competing, competing with Mike Parrott for a finite amount of views. Instead, we are working at taking what God has given us and, and perfecting it as best we can for people's use, for their betterment, okay? Media only exists for people's betterment. If there's no good, common good that comes out of it, then it's worthless. So what I would say is, here's what's important. You make the best quality broadcast. Parrot quality broadcast doesn't have to compete for clicks and likes with church quality broadcast. People go like, well, Mike lives in my town, so I get it from him. Um, uh, uh, church lives in my town, or Tucker lives in my town, or in my region, I get it from him. But we won't get it from people who don't pay attention to the rules and aren't serving us quality. So it's all about the quality. It's not about the quantity. So if he's going to get into to, in, into playing that game with subscribers, he's going to find himself that he is going to be Glenn Beck. He's, he's going to be mm-hmm. little Ben Shapiro. You're going to have to go and grovel to the Mormons or other money men to give you money to continue this. There is no other way, Mike Parrott. There's either yeah. the way we're doing it here. Maybe there's a little something I can do different. I am always open to that. So you can ask him. I called him and asked Mike Parrott, dude, give me some pointers. You're a business guy. Uh, help me with this. But our focus is always on quality. It is always on, can I sign my name on a broadcast? And if I went to judgment tomorrow, would I say, uh, would, would God say, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I have to do everything for the common good. And this is where this capitalist system can't do it. It won't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and when you say quality, too, one of the things that goes into quality is independence, you you have a level of independence you have the ability to say whatever you want you say what you really think you are not beholden to anybody and i think your observation about how this is in the end going to compromise tucker because he is going to be beholden to somebody he's not going to have enough nine dollar a month people to 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 support his his lavish lifestyle now he's already rich um, he's, he's done really well for himself. He's got millions or tens of millions of dollars. So it could be possible. It's possible that he is just so, uh, what, what is it? Magnanimous. Magnanimous was the word I was looking for too. <laughs> that he's just, that he's just going to spend the rest of his life telling the truth and, and spending down his, his nest egg to do that. Um, independent of whether or not people give money but i don't think that that's probably what what is in the cards he's got four children that he's going to put through ivy league schools and then graduate schools and he's got very expensive outdoor hobbies and and lots of houses and things so i think probably he he does need to make a lot of money and he's going to find what you have found and what glenn beck has found what others have found is that if you do it with nine dollar donations you, you, it, that's not going to work, you know, it's or or it's not going to support that lifestyle. The nope. only way he's going to achieve Ben Shapiro status is, yeah, if he taps a huge pot of money, who is going to handcuff him on certain things. And I think that's what probably would happen to, uh, you know, to Bill O'Reilly. I think a lot of them have been compromised in that way. And in the end, 
um, when everybody kind of retreats into their own little silos behind paywalls and stuff, um, then it's, it's sort of a way of erasing their voices from the public discourse. And so I think this is actually a very sad move on his part because I mostly like Tucker. I mostly agree with Tucker. I do have, I do have some, some, some issues with him, but, um, but I, but I'm going to hear less of Tucker because I'm not going to pay $9. <laughs> so, uh, here's the final thing that I will say about, uh, about this. Uh, I agree. I mostly like Tucker. Um, uh, I have a really good friend. You've met him. Uh, 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 David Simpson told me, he goes like, Mike, I don't understand why our side thinks he's our intellectual guy. He's not. Mm -hmm. He is not the intellectual guy. He just isn't. He goes, do I like him? Yeah, I like him. But he's not our intellectual guy. That's one thing. But I just want to share something with you and with the audience here to this question. About well, you know, you go behind the paywall, and nine dollars a month is not going to get. Uh, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get that. What is living? Uh, you know, the good Christian life here. I struggle with this all the time. What, should I sell out? Should I go kind of public? Should I do this? Should I do that? I spent twenty minutes with Fra Anthony. I don't know if you know Fra Anthony, but Fra on Saturday night, and I asked him this question. I said, Fra, I'm really struggling with this. Will you talk to me? He goes, Absolutely. And he goes, Let's go outside. Let's go outside. We're talking about it, and you know, Fra's listening very intently, and then uh, uh, Fra and I have uh, a little bit of a back and forth, and then he goes, "Well, you know what?" He goes, "He goes, uh, Mike. He goes, I know you. He goes, I've 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 been on hold, listening to your shows. I've listened to my uh, to uh, to my interview with you re on on, uh, on rebroadcast, uh, and then when I was on your site, I listened to some of you done. People here speak highly of you. They, they, you're you're extraordinarily talented. This and that and the other. He goes, you're doing everything that that you think that you could do, and you're trying to do it right. He goes, at the end of the day, though, to kind of try and answer your question as best as I can. He goes, do you? want for anything right now and mm -hmm. i went not really and he goes there's your answer god has provided for you and your wife <laughs> and i said yeah but she we need more we need more fra more and he goes there is your answer he goes now you do with that what you want but my, he goes, you got my number. You can always call me. And I was like, you know what? That's uh, We all need to hear that. We all need good spiritual guidance every now and then, don't we? And we need mm -hmm. to talk to someone that we respect that is not going to tell you what you want to hear. Instead, is going to say what he thinks or she thinks to be the truth. And that's what I would tell to Tucker. Dude, how much do you need? How, uh, what, at what point in time does the capitalist system, is it enough? Right, and that's uh, that's a question that most people do not want to confront. I'm not saying that I dive headfirst into it because I certainly don't want to confront it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, no, you're right. It, it is an uncomfortable thought to say I uh, to, to rely on on providence. Yes. It is uncomfortable, especially for those of us. Look, you're you're choleric and sanguine. I'm choleric and sanguine. I don't like relying on anybody. I, you know what I mean? I, I'm, an, I'm independent minded. You're independent minded. We're very strong willed people. 
it's the hardest for guys like us. It is the hardest for guys like us to, to rely on God, on God's providence and trust in it, to absolutely trust in it. And I wish that I could say that I do absolutely trust in it. And I'm trying so hard, King dude, I've tried. <laughs> and to my, to my melancholic and my phlegmatic friends out there, you got this, you've got, you, you've got this one up on me. You've got a leg up on me on, on this one. Cause you're just going to sit around and wait for God to take care of your life. And that, and you know what, <laughs> there's, there's something to be said for that. Um, but for the go-getters, for the type A's, the idea of, I only need to make that which is sufficient to live. And then I need to have leisure and time with the family and I need to unplug and I need to, I'm not good at these things. I'm not. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm going like, that's right. I'm, just, I'm the, 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 the sanguine choleric personality uh, there. Uh, look, but there've been sanguine choleric. Look, my confirmation, my patron St. St. Augustine was a choleric sanguine. So I, I, we can tell you, we, we deal with this. But at, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the, of the discussion of the dialogue there, though, um, uh, you know, that was kind of a challenge from Fra. I, I, mm -hmm. I think, going mm -hmm. like, well, you know, examine your conscience. How much, how much is enough? And look, don't just leave me out here to do this. You people listening, we all have to do this. That's Christendom. Right. That is the that is the, like like Frost said Saturday night mm -hmm. at the at the dinner. We try and live the gospel. I mean, that's just what we try and do as Franciscans. We try to follow our Holy Father, our our, our Seraphic Father Saint Francis, um, and that's not an easy thing to do all the time. Um, uh, and we have to rely on providence. I mean, that's just you. That's 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 what we do. That's our kind of our charism. I'm going to leave it there with that. I, I agree with you uh, that I think that um, I, I welcome Tucker yesterday. I'm like, dude, hey, bro, enjoy the honeymoon. Megan Kelly is oh yeah everybody is yay then you come out and announce the pricing plan and now the long knives come out and now you will get to see just how extraordinarily difficult it is to make it on your own and your own. and look you can bring Meg you can bring all the talents that you want over and go like we're gonna put these people in here and da, 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 da. they right. aren't you. Your right. name is on that. So people are going to expect things from you. So yep. um, then you and I agree that the honeymoon is already over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Reality is about to set in on that one. <laughs> okay, so the uh, 64,000, well, you know, I have to add inflation, 64 billion dollar question of the day. Are you going to reveal your location before... <laughs> <laughs> or are you going to remain in the not Mark Levin bunker in an undisclosed location somewhere south of the Rio Grande? I, I think the I think the mystery of it. Uh, I like the mystery of it. I, I like it too. And people are asking questions and I'm going to do, I'm going to do my broadcast today outside on the street. You're going to hear the sounds of the seagulls. So I'm near, obviously near the ocean. Uh, you're going to hear the sounds of people uh, readying themselves. Uh, so it's, it's, it might be a little distracting, but we'll get through it. Uh, um, you are you having to work on your uh, you're south of the border, so you got to you, you. No matter where you are, unless you're in two or three places, it's Spanish and not French. 
So it's uh, so Spanish just becomes important. <laughs> si, habla, si habla español. Entiendo más que puedo hablar. I've actually heard you speak Spanish, so I know you speak Spanish. Si habla, se parle Je suis étudiante, un petit cochica. So I know a little bit, just just a little bit. My vocabulary is almost 200 words now, but dude, you got to have 500 and you got to know how to go. Wow. Put it together. Hey, man, God bless you. And Mrs. RTF, I was laughing out loud when you said, that's not what Mrs. RTF would say. She would say, no, he... <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a, there was an eruption in the chat room when you said that yesterday. About oh, she, she laid into him. <laughs> God bless you and the family, brother. Thank you for taking time. And I know you're busy. Uh, we spent uh, 50 minutes together. It's great, great broadcast radio. It's just the way it should be here on the Crusade Channel. God bless you. We'll see you soon and talk soon. And uh, we'll see you in about an uh, hour and 50 minutes. All right. We'll see you then. Okay, man. Okay. Sounds good. Fantastic. That's uh, obviously our very own Mike uh, Parrott from uh, uh, Restoring the Faith Media and from Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. Um, we covered a lot of ground. I hope uh, that that was uh, that we did ultimately answer the the Tucker Carl question. Please do not misunderstand. I do not wish him anything other than the grandest success that he has in mind. Do, but please do do not think that I'm sitting here going with darts like some of the people are at me trying to put, burst his balloon and that it's going to explode. You need to do it the way I want you to do it. No, he can do it his way. And I hope that he gets out of it what he believes that is, is a good thing. Remember, if you're not working for the common good, it doesn't matter what you do. We're all working for the common good, which is what? Heaven. Blessed eternity, holy death and a blessed eternity.